With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. So anyway, um, they the uh, Wilpons came to my studio and watched me do the show, and their faces fell off their face, and they they had this look of uh, that they were appalled. Meanwhile, uh, you know, back at the farm, uh, newsflash: I was on an uncensored, uh, you know, filthy channel, like just absolutely rated triple X. Right? <laughs> what did you expect? What did you expect? You knew full on that I worked for Howard Stern and then you expected me to be uh, some choir boy. Are you kidding me? So they never liked me from the jump. And what was uh, great about it was, is that uh, I didn't like them either. And it was it went both ways. And I'm not a phony and they are. And so, uh, you know, I just decided, well, first of all, I didn't need the job because I already did well. And so I went over there and just, uh, you know, laid it all on the line every day and had fun and said whatever I wanted. And I just said everything. And I mean anything (laughs) to get them mad. I used to drive them nuts. I used to say everything. I actually um, I abused them like no other when they lost the uh, seven uh, game lead with 17 to go. And they choked and uh, I made fun of them relentlessly. And till the bitter end, I just just kept abusing them. And then they finally fired me. So I didn't care when the guy uh, I'll never forget. The guy told me, he goes, we're not going to renew your contract. I said, that's great. He goes, I need, I need you to finish out the contract. Uh, there's three months left on it. And I said, listen, dude, I'm going to St. Martin tomorrow. I'm going to be laying on a beach smoking a fatty the size of my shoe. And um, I'm going to get laid and I'm never coming back here again, ever. I'm not doing any more shows. So you can take that three month contract and stick it up your. (laughs) Then I saw him at the Big East Championships. I said, you've been at the garden. I go, it's good to see you. As I was sitting front row. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you. 
because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In With Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In With Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so uh, Maryland just beat Minnesota in overtime. I uh, I guess I had that coming. I saw that uh, brewing. Remember, I said, uh, you might as well just go lose the game now. You've blown the lead. And I said, they're going to lose this game in overtime. Sure enough, they did. 45-44. Minnesota scored in overtime to uh, set up the game-tying extra point, And the kid missed the extra point. He shanked it wide right by about four feet. The kicker Walker for Minnesota. I only mention his name because his life's ruined now. <laughs> he just absolutely shank apotamus missed this kick. It was awful. Maryland wins it 45-44. They were down 38 to 21 entering the fourth quarter. And they won the game. That is unbelievable. Like, how do you blow that game, PJ Fleck? How do you explain that? You're up, you know, 38 to 21. You got to be kidding me. And you, in a matter of one quarter, you blow that game and lose in overtime. That is crazy. That is just absolutely crazy. So nice job, Minnesota, you pikers. That was just such a coif. It's not even funny. What a lousy performance by them. And Mafia just said it best. He's like, now, that guy should go back to the Mac because he's done nothing in Minneapolis. I mean, he really hasn't. So, and your boy, uh, Tagovailoa's little brother, whoever he is, I don't know who he is. All I know is he led the whole comeback and they did it and they went crazy when they won the game. They poured onto the field and uh, Mafia and I were just trying to figure out who everyone is, like the coach. We don't, we have no clue who anyone, what? The coach of Maryland is apparently Mike Loxley, Mike of Loxley, and from the old uh, Robert and Tights thing. He is a former coach that actually was insistent under uh, our boy who we were just talking about, Edsel. When Edsel got fired, he was the interim coach, left and went to Alabama, and then came back after uh, Durkin got fired to take the reins of the head coach. Well, there you go. That's his big win. I mean, you're down 38-21. I don't understand. You know, they were up 14 nothing in this game. At least I saw him. They were up 14, nothing. And uh, Tulia Tagovailoa had a big game. And then he ran in. I think two, he scored twice. Then this uh, Ibrahim guy rushed for four touchdowns for Minnesota. And they started blowing him out. They ended up taking the lead 28-21. Then uh, it was 38-17 or 38-21. And, they, um, and then they blew it. They lost. It is what it is. Here's the other news flash for you. 
just so we're clear, I want to be, you know, get this right out there just in the open. No one cares about Minnesota go for football, even in Minnesota. I mean, they are awful and always have been. And that's just all there is to it, right? They remind me of Indiana. Indiana's now winning and playing great. They beat Penn State and everything, but that only took 32 years to beat a top 10 team. And I don't put any stock at all in rankings this year, in this 2020 COVID year, where they came out with rankings the first week and every ACC, SEC, and uh, Big 12 team was ranked. And then when they added the Big 10 and uh, they added all these other conferences and, you know, the AAC and everything else, then, you know, now they're adding the, you know, Mountain West and they're adding uh, the Pac-12. And then you'll see all those teams like Oregon's going to be in the rankings. But bottom line is, I don't uh, buy into any of the rankings at all. So uh, whatever. But I do know that uh, Minnesota has never mattered in uh, in football. And that's just all there is to it, or basketball for that matter. And um, the only thing they've ever mattered in, in uh, my opinion, is, is college hockey. And there you go. So I, I'm going to sleep fine tonight knowing that um, uh, Minnesota lost in overtime. I don't think I'm going to have a problem sleeping. Uh, and I'll be able to get up in the morning and play ball. Adam Wainwright drawing interest from the Braves. You know, he does have filthy stuff. I won't deny that he can pitch, and uh, he's got all kinds of uh, off-speed stuff, drive batters crazy. But I think he's old. I I don't think that's what they need. You know what they needed? Remember they got Cole Hamels? Do you remember? They got Cole Hamels Mafia. That was their plan. We're going to have Cole Hamels. I'll never forget Chris Domino telling me they're going to have Cole Hamels ready for the playoffs. He's going to start on Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Cole Hamels pitched about two innings, and then his arm fell off, and he never pitched again, right? So that's what I think is going to happen to Adam Wainwright. I just don't trust old guys anymore that pitch you know what i mean they just at some point they uh, literally their shoulder and their arm falls off and that's it it's over once the arm goes and the velocity it's over and that's just all there is to it yeah he's already 39 years old and the thing too is you're going to see probably a lot of teams play games like this where they're going to try to get a little extra mileage out of some older guy instead of paying big bucks for some younger guy because of you know whatever money they lost with having no fans all season they're going to say you know what we'll try to get someone this way on the cheap and see if you can have a good season it's going to blow up in their face just like the Mets this year where they had all those guys you know the reclamation projects that did nothing on their pitching staff did you see uh, your boy uh, Saquon Barkley had his surgery today finally on his knee boy that took a while didn't he do that in like week two or three why didn't they operate on his knee they had to wait till the swelling went down or something i mean they always do that but it it took that long for the swelling to go down enough to operate that's surprising must have been really bad from the beginning i guess he had it today that was it he had uh surgery today um and speaking of uh pitchers old pitchers here's another one i think isn't charlie morton i think he's about 39 too they uh, the Rays declined his option for 15 mil. They say they just want to restructure it and give him a different deal and bring him back. The thing is, I know that they uh, want him back, and I'll, I have to believe it uh, when I see it. Right, one of those deals because uh, I have a feeling he's just going to walk away. Uh, do you, Mafia? He's he's actually done everything. He's accomplished everything. He's won a World Series. Uh, they had to, like, you know, basically, I think after he won the World Series in Houston, it wasn't like he wanted to, I, I didn't think he wanted to keep pitching, uh, but he went to the Rays and he and he did well in Tampa. 
and he and he went to the postseason and pitched in a lot of games in the playoffs. But now they've uh, declined his 15 mil option. They want to bring him back. But I have a feeling. Do you think he'll come back? Do you think he's going to walk away, Moff? Uh, I mean, he's going to be 37 in a week and a half, so maybe. But he, he seemed to have a lot of fun on this team. He seemed to really enjoy playing with these guys. So maybe if they give him a couple million, he might come back for another year and just give it another go, see what they can do, and then retire after next year, do like a one-year deal. You know, it would seem like he had enough stuff to keep going. I mean, obviously a longer season, if they are able to do that next year, is going to be a lot different than the short one. But he looked good. I think uh, Alex Cora is going to end up uh, the Red Sox manager again. Uh, I have this fe- feeling, obviously, they've been uh, they've talked to him, allegedly, and uh, it says they've been in contact with him and everything else. It didn't take uh, A.J. Hinch long. The minute the World Series was over, the Tigers hired him. And uh, I think Cora will be the next guy. Uh, I think Boston will bring him back. I'd be surprised if they uh, didn't do it, to be honest with you because they did so well uh, with him winning World Series and everything else. I think they love him. And he's so great at cheating. You know what I mean? Like, I think he'll uh, do a great job if he gets his job back in terms of starting a new uh, cheating scandal. I think that'll be great. Yeah, there's a whole different team he's going to come back to if he does. I mean, they got rid of the best player. So, John Lester now, free agent. The Cubs declined his $25 million club option, uh, pay a $10 million buyout. I think he's shot. I don't want any part of him. I think uh, John Lester's best years are, are way over. So when we come back, uh, we're going to talk to Smitty from the morning after on SportsGrid, and we'll start talking uh, college football and pro football with Smitty and uh, get all of his picks for the games on Saturday and Sunday and throw anything else we can at him as well. One other thing I wanted to talk about uh, later, if I can remember, is the uh, Ontario Hockey League. Have you uh, seen this one, Mafia? They're not going to allow body checks. There's no more uh, checking in hockey. (laughs) Is that not the end of hockey as you now know it? You're not allowed to hit anybody on the ice now. No checking because of the COVID. They're just going to play pass, hockey, shoot, score. You're not allowed to hit anybody. I mean, this is just a terrible idea. (laughs) This is a really bad idea. You cannot play hockey and not hit somebody. They aren't even going to know how to do that. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.
Wow, Hawaii just threw a massive bomb and completed it at the five-yard line of Wyoming. Wyoming's up 10 nothing in that game in the Mountain West, but they just threw like a 50-yard, 60-yard bomb, and they're going to be uh, set up shop uh, first and goal from the five. So anyway, um, Maryland already beat Minnesota in overtime. That uh, East Carolina lead over Tulsa's 20-17 to with six minutes left in the third. And I was just saying they're not going to have any checking in uh, the uh, in the minors in hockey. I, I you can't even make this stuff up. The Ontario Hockey League. I think they're going to do the same thing. I could be wrong. Like I have to follow this uh, story, but I think they're going to do it. Uh, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League started earlier this month. The schedule has been affected by uh, the COVID and uh, government restrictions. Uh, they've had to shut down games. Uh, they're going to resume play this weekend. Western Hockey League, the WHL plans to start its season January 8th. But the OHL announced yesterday it plans to start a shortened season February 4th, the last of the three major junior leagues to release the schedule. But they're, um, they're not going to have checking. Removing physical contact is a necessity for all sports in the province to slow the spread of, of COVID-19. No checking in hockey. I can't even imagine, like, honestly, that sounds like those femmes I play with in uh, in the morning that, uh, they, you know, oh, Pharrell, you're not allowed to foul me. Oh, Pharrell, you can't hand check me. Oh, Pharrell, you swatted my shot and smashed my nose in. Oh, Pharrell. Oh, you're not allowed to stick a three in my face. Oh, Pharrell, you're not allowed to argue with me because I'm the only one around here that's allowed to argue bad calls. You're not a member of the Ladies Tea Party and Bridge Club Basketball League. Oh, oh, we're a bunch of femmes. Oh, don't touch me. Oh, don't foul me. Oh, don't shoot in front of me. Oh, don't stick a three. Oh. <sighs> Overall, we're not allowed to check anyone in hockey. <laughs> There's no hitting. Okay, sugar. <laughs> None of that sweet stuff. Mafia, mafia, mafia doesn't like the sweet stuff. He'll always say none of that, uh, none of that sweet stuff, son. None of that candy. All right, Smitty joins us from the morning after. We love Smitty on the bench and on coast to coast and on Sports Grid and on Sports Grid Radio. He's a badass. He's a fisherman. He likes to uh, catch schnook, otherwise known as hotties, uh, from the building across the way. Uh, he likes to, you know, throw a line out at night when uh, they're on the deck having a smoke, or in the summer when they're at the pool sunbathing. Smitty is the Gordon's fisherman. He likes to snag the schnook. How you doing, Smitty? Well, I'm doing great, brother. It's great to be on with you. Uh, I appreciate the kind words in the introduction. And yeah, I mean, I think it's, what is it, trout season here in the Hudson River? Is that what we're catching uh, these days? Or is it more striped bass? What, what, are you, what are you in the mood for these days? You know, Smitty, I went, I went to play ball this morning, and I swear to God, when I drove mm. home, it was snowing. I saw snow today. Yeah, I saw that out there. I saw in the in the northwest part of New Jersey, we got our first snow. I mean, it's it's early, but I feel like it's not that early. I mean, it's Halloween, so I've seen snow this early in 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 the October four. It's definitely better than the hundred degree summertime. I'll I'll definitely say that. 
So one one uh, Halloween, Mafia might remember it. it I, you might remember it, Smitty. It was like, I don't know, six, seven years ago. Do you remember the Halloween uh, mm. snowstorm we got where it was like uh, super wet, yeah. heavy snow? And it, and we got like yeah. a foot and a half of like 100-pound wet snow, like snowball snow. And, and all the power lines came down and trees because it was like super heavy, wet snow. Do you remember yeah. that one on Halloween? Yep, absolutely. And I feel like we're going to get another one of those soon, probably. Yeah. I hate it here. The weather, it's it's awful. And, you know, uh, you I drive. Go Florida? You want to well, go, you want to move with my mom? She's a Boca babe down there. She's a, she's a Boca babe. You want me to sleep with your mother? What? I, I'd love to. Let me no, know. No, you when. go down and move to Florida. Retire in Florida. <laughs> she actually is single, but these days she's not. She's, uh, I heard I don't she's think she hot. Needs any, uh, I don't think she She's, hey, listen, I mean, you know, she made me, so how can she not be, right? I mean, you can tell. She's clearly hot. You can so, tell, absolutely. Uh, yeah, when I'm in absolutely. my car, Smitty, I, so like uh, Hawaii just scored. When I'm in the car, sometimes mm. I'll uh, talk to myself, and uh, I'll say, yeah, like, I was driving today in the snow, and I was like, got to be Barellant kidding me that it's snowing already. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, uh, and then I said to myself, I said, now we got like six months of this crap. Like it's just six months. Then I said to myself, that's 24 weeks. <laughs> that's 24 weeks of crappiness. <laughs> and I was talking to myself, I was breaking it down. I go, six months is 24. You were, you were capping the winter. Capping I was the capping the I was capping the winter because it's so long. There you go. And then, and then how about when it gets Smitty to uh, like March and it's supposed to be like you know March madness and yeah. people are like oh it's 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 really springtime and it's not like it's not springtime in March. March is still freezing ass, cold, snowy, gray crap. And then April sucks too. It literally doesn't get nice here. You have to admit till May. Yeah, and, but I'll be honest though. October, November are great months, and I, I like the fall in the city is great when it's like not quite at that level yet, but it's cool to where you're not sweating walking down the street because that's right. to me the summertime in the city is just like I, I and I'm a big guy. I sweat like I'll walk ten blocks from Versa to the subway and I will be drenched if, when it's like you know hundred <laughs> degrees in the summer. So I think when you're when you're in the city, you know, and and you know though, I mean. Versa is not exactly like, you know, you have to walk past some pretty sketchy areas to get to like some major transportation hubs when you're in that, uh, you know, the midtown region by Times Square. Times Square can be a little bit. So when you're walking around, you're not walking slow. You're walking fast. And when it's 100 degrees, you know, you work up a little lather there. So I would yeah. prefer the crispiness to the, 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 the summer heat. But I agree when it's 20 degrees and you're walking and you're trying to get as fast as possible out of the, uh, the, the, the cold winter abyss, that's pretty bad too. I think it's the extremes that we don't like really. Is what I actually, uh, you know, uh, I like the fall as well. I like, uh, you know, September yeah, and October, crispy. but I have to say, sure. You know, uh, Smitty, there's been a lot of uh, movies in the past where there's been like, you know, mm. like fall in New York where, you know, the lovers, uh, they meet <laughs> and it didn't like Kevin Costner fall in love with some shit. It, was that it? Yeah, serendipity? Like was serendipity. That, was that like a full a movie in New York? You know, actually, the, the funny you say that, one of my favorite sports movies of all time is For Love of the Game with Kevin right. Costner. In, that was great. It, 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 it was a little bit, yeah, because it, it gave you the sports version of it, which was cool. Right. You know, he threw a perfect game against the Yankees, but it also right. had that, like, romantic aspect of it where and you could take with, your girl to it and she wouldn't be totally... 
Right. It was a Kevin Costner. Yeah, it was a Kevin Costner. He was that he was that great pitcher for the Tigers. Right. With Travolta's wife. I think that so. Was, I don't I don't know that, if she was. No, that is. Wife. That was I, her. I that, that's her. She was the actress. I Kelly Preston now. was the actress that that he yes, fell in Kelly love Preston. with in the movie. She died yes. this year. Yes, Kelly Preston. She, she died. Yeah. So, Smitty, have you ever wow. uh, I didn't fallen know that. in love with uh, – have you ever had a fall affair with a hottie in New York and, like, gone on long walks near Central Park with the leaves changing colors and it's and you get cocoa and it's a little Nipsey Russell outside? I mean, have you had that fall affair, Smitty? I, I'm, not even, I'm not even embarrassed to admit that I absolutely have. And I, I'll be honest, I'm a sucker for that stuff, Scotty. You know, I'm, I'm obviously – you know, we got the sports vibe. I'm a degenerate gambler. I like to do all that fun stuff. So I'm definitely in that vein, but I've got a soft side to me. I enjoy the, you know, the nicer things in life, enjoying a nice evening, a fine stroll through New York City with a, with a lovely lady. I certainly can get behind that. I like that, Smitty. That's a strong effort on your part. All right. So I want to, uh, I'm very, I hope you're, uh, I hope you find another uh, lover here this fall, right before it, it really gets Thank cold you. and miserable. I hope you find another one. Uh, Smitty's always That's fishing. That's your plan. All right. So uh, I want to talk about all the college and pro games with you that matter. Like we'll hit all the big games here. Sure. Let's start with Notre Dame and Georgia Tech and Bobby Dodd down in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, this Notre Dame team has certainly played a lot better than, uh, maybe not better than people think, but they're definitely living up to the expectations of a team that maybe can compete with Clemson. I certainly expect them to take care of business against a Georgia Tech team that's really struggled this year. I mean, this line's three touchdowns for a reason. Uh, I, I like Notre Dame's offense this year. Top 10 in total yards, you know, top top 20, you know, across the board, really, in most offensive categories. Uh, so this is, a, this is a Notre Dame team that can certainly move the football. And I would expect them to continue to do so against Georgia Tech, which got absolutely ravaged by Clemson. And, and Notre Dame has similar weapons and similar five-star kids. So I expect Notre Dame to roll here. So Clemson has to play BC without Trevor Lawrence. How do you think they're going to do it at 24 and a half? I, when it first opened, it was like 31, 31 and a hook. I grabbed it at, uh, uh, at 31 and a hook when it first opened up like Monday. And then uh, now it's down to 24 because uh, 24 and a half because he's not playing. Yeah, and this DJ Uagalele, I, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing his name right, but that's the backup quarterback that's going to take the snaps for Trevor Lawrence this week. Uh, listen, I mean, it's still Clemson. They're, they're still really good across the board. My guess is you see a lot of Travis Etienne in this game. If you find his props, I saw his prop on FanDuel uh, hovering in the one teens. I think that's a good number because I'm guessing he gets a big, uh, you know, he'll, he'll carry the load a lot. Clemson's going to win this game. It's really just about how much they win it by. I, I, I think Boston College has shown some fight in some games this year. Uh, you know, they're four and two against the number. So I'm not totally ruling out BC. I think the line move, you know, we, we ask ourselves this question all the time. How much is a star quarterback worth in college football? And we got our answer. It's about a touchdown. So I, I think Boston College probably keeps it close, but I, I wouldn't bet on either side of this. Uh, the Etienne the prop, I think, uh, is, is the way to play this one. Yeah, I think they're going to uh, uh, be in the game because this kid's not playing. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, the backup, the I backup's agree. a stud. We'll come back with Smitty and hit the rest of the games and some pro games on a bench.
So Mafi is getting married in a couple of weeks and I heard him talking to Smitty about uh, the wedding, the big wedding he's having, uh, also known as a super spreader event. And we're um, we're going to this big wedding. I'm in the wedding. And uh, I just heard uh, Mafia on the uh, in the break talking to Smitty about the over under on uh, if he's going to actually be able to have <laughs> me killed. He's going to Mafia is actually trying to kill me. Uh, so as to take uh, over the Pharrell and event show permanently with uh, Carver High because he's doing the show next week uh, while I'm on vacation. And uh, he's also he just told uh, Smitty that his goal is to kill me. And he didn't know that uh, my <laughs> earpiece was still on. And then Smitty's bringing I think he just said he's bringing a hooker to the party, which is awesome. And <laughs> I can't wait. To no, meet no, no, no. We're bringing we're, we're making it a work outing. We're bringing we're we're, we're going to make it a sports grid outing. There's some people from sports grid coming and it's going to be a big it's going to be a grand old uh, work outing. We're going to have some fun. We, can you believe Pharrell? I haven't seen you. I haven't seen Ariel, my co-host. I haven't seen any of these people in person in nine months. Like it is, it's crazy to think about it. Really. I work with them every day and I haven't seen them in person in months. Yeah, that's crazy. And, um, you know, it's been really weird. It's going to be uh bizarre, I guess, to see everyone. I actually, uh, so yeah. next week I, I'm out next week. And then I think the following week is when the wedding is. So it's going to be great yeah. to not be around anyone uh, for a week. And then it's going to be horrible to see everyone two weeks from now for me. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. You're going to love uh, it though. You're going to love it. You're, you're, come on. You've how long have you been working with mom? It's been, you, you you're going to shed 16. a tear on his wedding day. I know you are. Yeah. 16 years. And, um, yeah, you've known I don't him longer know than about, his wife. I, I don't know about right? crying in baseball. I really, I don't know if I'll, I, I doubt I'll cry. Um, are, are we going to, is anybody going to have any weed at the party? Mafia? Anybody? I'll have some for you. I'll have, I'll awesome. have some for you. I'll bring Hold on, let me, want. I, yeah, I just want to check. Hold on. I'm getting a text right now. Don't talk about weed on the air. You're live. Just stop with all the. Drug talk. Oh, uh, so we're talking to Smitty and uh, he's breaking down the games for tomorrow. We got a ton of games to hit Smitty. So haul ass. I want to do pros too. Georgia and Kentucky yeah. and Lexington. Georgia's laying 17. I think, I think Kentucky keeps this close. Uh, I think they've shown you a couple times that, you know, they can, they can be game and I, I don't trust Georgia's offense at all. So I, I'll, I'll trust the points here. Uh, Kentucky keeps this one relatively close. Low total. I tend to go with the dog, especially a big dog. Memphis and Cincinnati, uh, you got a 4-0 Cincinnati team, highly ranked. I don't buy into any rankings yeah. this season. They're laying six and a half to Memphis, and Memphis is a good team. Yeah, Memphis has had their moments this season. I, I, I agree with you. I'm not fully on board with the Cincinnati bandwagon yet. I, I need to see it against a really good opponent. Uh, the numbers for Cincinnati, though, I mean, offensively, they're, they're okay. You know, top 50 in yards. Uh, Memphis really is the offensive juggernaut in this game. And I think the matchup to watch will be Memphis's offense against Cincinnati's defense, which historically is good. They've been good this year. Relatively low total in the 50s for a college game. So that trends to go towards the team with the better defense. So I think Cincinnati probably, I, I wouldn't back Memphis considering how bad their defense is. So I think it's either Cincy or pass, but this spreads a little bit too big for me to be comfortable with the Bearcats. Michigan laying 21 and a half. Uh, originally when it opened up, I got 25 and a half with Michigan state. Wow. It's a rivalry game, Smitty. Uh, I know Michigan state yeah. got beat by Rutgers. They got caught sleeping. Is Michigan really going to blow out their rival? 
I think this game will be relatively close. So based on what we saw from Minnesota tonight against Maryland, I mean, that win for Michigan doesn't look overly great now. Uh, and I'll be honest, Rutgers, from the things I've heard here in the Garden State, I mean, you know, you're a Jersey guy. Pharrell, you, you, you've heard some things, some good things coming from Greg Schiano in this program. Uh, so I think Rutgers probably was a little bit underrated, uh, where Michigan was probably overrated. And so I think that game was just a, you know, a bad spot for the Spartans. I think they'll play better this week against their rival. I can't lay that many points for um, with, with a Michigan team that certainly hasn't proven that they can score on a good defense. I mean, even Maryland dropped 50 on Minnesota tonight. Yeah, I mean, uh, and uh, and they were laying 20, and they got and they were up yeah. 38-21, and they still lost, which is embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, Kansas State and uh, West Virginia and Morgantown, and West Virginia's laying five and a half, and Kansas State's tough. Kansas State, I, I'll be honest. The, so the Big Twelve is kind of an interesting conference this year. Kansas State's metrics look pretty good. Uh, offensively, they don't move it that well, but their defense has played well, and and they they're four and one against the number. So I haven't been overly impressed with West Virginia. You know, coming off of a loss against TCU last week, uh, I, I think they they certainly can be scored on. And Kansas State struggles to score, but you know, a lot of teams can score against West Virginia. I'll take the points here. Uh, give me the what is it six and yeah, five and up. I'll take the five yeah. of the local Kansas State here. So uh, Iowa State's land 27 and a half at uh, Kansas in Lawrence. Uh, Kansas is 0 and 5. Ugh. I don't know if Iowa State's ever beat any team by 28 points. Ugh. Ever. Yeah, and Iowa State's had, they've had a rough season, huh? I mean, talk about some really bad losses. TCU, when they had a lead in that game, they had a lead against Oklahoma State. I mean, a lot of really tough battle-tested losses, and of course they got blown out by the Raging Cajuns uh, in the opener. So it's been a weird season for Iowa State, uh, but on the other side, I mean, Kansas is just, I, they are really bad. I mean, what, what did, what did uh, Les Miles get himself into down there? I think this is, a, I don't think I can bet this game, Scotty. I don't know if I can do it, man. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, it's a, they've always been terrible in uh, football. It just, it doesn't matter who the coach is. Purdue's in Champaign against Illinois, laying seven and a half. You start laying seven and a half with Purdue at home or on the road, you might run into some problems. I hit Purdue last week against Iowa in West Lafayette, even without oh, nice. Jeff Brom on the sideline. But I, I don't know. Uh, I think they can win this game. I'm not sure they covered that wood. Yeah, that's a big one. And, and I'll be honest, the Big Ten is so new. I mean, you know, you saw it tonight. What, Maryland was 18-point dogs. They won the game outright. You know, so I feel like you're seeing a lot of incorrect numbers in the Big Ten. So I think if you're unsure, if there's any uncertainty for you about a number, I think it's best to lay off a lot of uncertainty with Purdue laying on the road like this. So I, I, think, it's, I think your instinct is correct. LSU-Auburn at Auburn. LSU's favored by two. Just the fact that they're favored at Auburn is all uh, I need to know. I'm on Auburn, although I'm not a fan. I've said this on the show on uh, Coast to Coast. I'm, I've lost a lot of uh, respect I had for Bo Nix. I, I I thought he was mm. a better quarterback than he is. Like I saw him meltdown last week or whatever, uh, two weeks ago, and uh, screaming at his teammates on the sideline, screaming at coaches, uh, taking off running like stupidly uh, and, and sticking his helmet down, trying to take on linebackers like he was some kind of tough guy. Uh, I just thought he was, you know, stupid. I'm sitting there watching this kid going, well, how, how stupid is this kid? Like as a, as a player, not as a person. But I just thought that uh, yeah. he was all over the place. I'm not buying him, but I think they can beat LSU. 
LSU's defense has been terrible this year, and I think that's you know really where, where I look to this game. They're a bottom bottom unit. They're giving up almost a, a 500 yards per game. They're giving up uh, over 340 passing yards per game. So, it, and I know Auburn doesn't throw it that well, but if there's ever a get right spot for Auburn, they're coming off of a crazy win at Ole Miss. That was a wild game. Uh, and you're right, he's had some really bad spots. Bo Nix, he had that terrible game against South Carolina. That was one of the worst losses uh, in recent memory for that was Auburn. The game. You know, South Carolina has been was, dreadful. That was the that game. Was the game you're talking about yeah he, he yeah. melted down in that game he played well down the stretch against Ole Miss and he pulled out a win in that game that was a crazy game too uh but I, I think big picture I think big picture for Auburn they're fine they're just they they they, they lost a couple of games early and they're not going to be able to recover from those obviously the Super Bowl for Auburn is that Bama game that's that's really the only game people are going to grade Gus Malzahn on this season uh there was some preseason hype on on Knicks clearly he hasn't lived up to that and I agree I think he needs to play better uh but this is I, I don't know how you can bet LSU and then lay on the road with them here I mean this is Auburn or pass for me all right so uh there's uh, several other games but I'm just going to throw you uh, the the game that matters, and then we'll go pros. Uh, the biggest game left sure. on the board is Ohio State Penn State uh, in Happy Valley, yeah. and they're laying uh, now it's down to ten and a half. I got it at twelve and a half, and then it moved all the way down to ten and a half. Uh, I I know a lot of people that think Ohio State's going to beat Penn State's ass. Well, this is a tough game for me personally, because obviously as a Penn State alum, I, I view this game differently than probably most of the Sharps do. Uh, I, I do have an emotional attachment to what happened last week. And, and at saying that, I can I can tell you that it's probably going to be hard for these 18, 19, 20-year-old kids to emotionally overcome how the game ended last Saturday against Indiana. So I think that's where you have to start with this game. What's, Indiana, what's Penn State's mindset? You know, they don't have the benefit of the crowd that's going to jack them up for this game. They don't have the benefit of the whiteout really taking its full effect. And I was at the first whiteout in 2005 in this game, this exact spot. When Kirk Herbstreit first said it, this was the best student section in America. There's nothing like it. And it's the only – I think that and an LSU night game are the only two games that the books will give four points to the home team for. And that matters. And and, and I think that is going to have an impact in this game. The energy level for Penn State is something I'm going to keep a very close eye on early. When you look at X's and O's, clearly Ohio State has the better offense uh, than Penn State does. And and I think it's going to be Justin Fields that's going to set the tone in this game. I like his rushing drop a lot, uh, under 30, uh, 38 and a half. I saw it under 40, which is a good number for him. Uh, I think that's a good way to play this game. Penn State's been really hurt. You saw it last week with Penix. Uh, they've been hurt by the Russian quarterbacks this season or and in previous seasons with this defense. So I think I think Fields has a good game, and I think Ohio State wins. The cover is another thing. I, this series has been you know historically close, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if Penn State covered it. But I, I don't have a lot of faith in them winning this game. I, I'm I'm concerned about their mentality going all that adversity, and then all of a sudden uh, you know you you go through all these things to overcome. COVID and getting to the season and then you get there and then the first week it's like it's done. So I, I think mentality wise is where I struggle with really backing Penn state here, but I think there's a decent shot they cover. I went to, uh, as you know, Indiana. So uh, we'll just leave it at that. It was yeah. a crazy game. I Penn state should have won. That the was game. a wild game. Penn state should have won the game, but, but they didn't. And it is what it is. But they didn't. Uh, they didn't I've only, the right place. Listen, I've only waited 32 years for Indiana to win a football <laughs> game. I literally, uh, I was there in 87 when Bill Mallory and, and Thompson and the Hoosiers oh, yeah. beat Ohio state in Columbus. I was at Indiana when it happened. That's how old I am. So to see them exactly. finally win a game and the way they won it was so crazy that, uh, I, it just was insanity. I went crazy watching that game. I got to be quick here. Yeah. Uh, who do you like in the Steeler Raven game? 
I, I think the line says Pittsburgh. You know, obviously the public's going to be on Pittsburgh, but how can you not take three in the hook in this series? I mean, you've watched the million Steeler Ravens games in in your in your life, Scotty. I feel like you know if you're getting three plus the hook in this series, there's really no other way to bet this. It's four and a half now, and it and uh, I yeah, got it. I would take five, it. I got I it at five it. and. Uh, so uh, let yeah, me ask. I don't you. understand how this game's not close. I, All I, right, I don't so see how it's not close. It's always uh, close. Monday night, Buccaneers Giants. It's twelve and a half. Yeah, I'm laying it with the Bucks there. So this is the worst spot for the Giants possible. So we saw it with Vegas last week too. Uh, Trent Brown, the right tackle, out with COVID. The rest of the offensive line had to miss practice that week. And the Bucks have the fiercest defense in football. I mean, they are the best defense in football. They're the top efficiency DVOA team. They only allow 66 rushing yards per game. That's clearly where a lot of teams start their offenses, and, and they shut that down better than anyone. And the Giants are turnover prone. They're mistake prone. This feels like 45-10. I mean, it really does. I, and I think I, I think Daniel Jones is going to be licking his wounds after Monday night. Didn't, didn't uh, Ariel go to Penn State, too, just like you? She she did. She she's not a full. She's like a a hybrid because she went to Penn State, but after she, I think two years she transferred into Newhouse. So she's oh, kind Syracuse. of you know yeah okay. Syracuse. So she's got that the Syracuse it. connections and she leans on that network. But she's I've a Penn spent, Stater at heart. I give I've spent more time at Penn State than Ariel than drinking. So uh, I, I went I'm from <laughs> Pittsburgh. I drank there more than she went there. All yeah, right, so, you know, uh, you know, Smitty, great stuff. Have a killer weekend. I love you. Fantastic, my man. Enjoy Thank the games. You. All right, so uh, Keith Aziri will be doing Coast to Coast next week when I'm out, and Mafia and Carver High will be doing Pharrell on the Bench every night. I'm out. So I'm essentially uh, off from Monday to Friday, but I'm, I'm going to be out for nine days, whatever. I'll be back on, on November 9th. So uh, don't sweat it. And it's really nothing major. I'm not doing anything exciting. I got a huge project I'm working on uh, at my house. I'm doing construction on my house. So that's what I'm doing. I'm not going anywhere because of COVID, but I am busting my ass and doing some crazy project and i'm gonna need a lot of reefer to get through it Lorenzi <laughs> knows i gotta i gotta do a lot of uh, oh and i gotta do this hold on a second mafia uh tomorrow night davis and santa cruz on showtime pay-per-view gonna be unbelievable nine eastern two belts on the line 135 pound belt 130 pound belt they're both awesome davis knocks people out leo throws more hands than anybody ever four fights on the card it's incredible call your cable operator satellite provider smart tvs have it connected devices have it showtime.com or the showtime app order the fights and it's at the Ferrellamo Dome in San Antonio. Fans are welcome. Ticketmaster still has tickets. You can go to the fight. It's going to be kick-ass, social distancing, everything else. I've seen both these guys fight 10 times. Great fighters. Great fight. It should be a war. I think it'll be the fight of the year. I think you really dig it. Davis, Santa Cruz, El Moto tomorrow night in San Antonio. Check it out on Showtime pay-per-view. All right, Marenzi. Uh, Bills and Pats and shuffle off to Buffalo on Sunday. The Bills had better rub it in their face. When You might as well kick them while they're down, right? No, you're exactly right, Scott. If the Bills can't win, it's going to be more depressing than the Super Bowl losses uh, almost. It's a lot like Michigan when Urban Meyer split. Well, Harbaugh better win now, and then Ryan Day just kicks the snot out of him. And, and you know, you just feel helpless. Buffalo need to step up. I think they will, Scotty. I know Belichick doesn't lose four games in a row very often, but they blow. They don't have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the football. If the Bills can stop the run, they roll. I like the Bills. I pray to God the uh, Bills win it. All right, Marenzi, I'll see you soon, brother. Have a great show. I'll see you freaks on November 9th.
Mafia, take care of Pharrell on the bench with Carver High. Good night, everybody. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.